Hey everyone, what's going on? This is Patreon supporter and Canadian national champion Tarek Patel, and you are watching Instant Speed Podcast on 983 Media. This is the Instant Speed Podcast, episode number 83. Our guest today is Tommy Fresh of Fresh and Buds. And this is always brought to you by Kayfabe Cards. Go to kayfabecards.com. Let's hit the news before we get to the discussion, my friends. And hey, the calling in Antwerp is going on this weekend. That's May 19th to 21st. I know a bunch of friends of mine are going to be there. So you want to check it out. I believe it'll be broadcast. I'm not sure where, but keep an eye on fabtcg.com and at fabtcg on Twitter. I'm sure they'll let you know precisely how to tune in, but keep in mind it's a calling, so it's a big one. Uh, Next, we've got some leaks from the new Dusk Till Dawn expansion as the new armory kits are out. Yes, the new armory kits are out, and they bring along some wonderful friends like the Flail of Agony, and the Banshee. Uh, some new cards are going to be part of the, you know, the prize uh, structure of the um, of the Armory Kit. So you want to make sure that if you want to get your hands on these cards before they're released, get to your local Armory. Go to fabtcg.com slash events and check out what's going on near you. Those will be available in June. Nationals are announced. Uh, the national season is out there. And I will tell you this, Canada... September 9th through the 10th uh, in my hometown of Toronto, which is great to hear. And I'm not going to tell you all the dates because there's so many of them. You can go to fabtcg.com slash events or check out organized play. You'll see where all the dates are. One thing to note is that the USA is to be determined. We don't know where or when that'll be, but I chose Canada to let you know because I'm Canadian and too bad. All right. uh, This weekend, friends, I will be in Buffalo, New York because of something called Battle Lake Frigid. WNY Gaming is teaming up with uh, the Mana Bar as well as Realm Gaming to put together one hell of an RTN weekend, starting with a um, Super Armory on Friday, which I will be playing in, and then followed up with two back-to-back RTNs that are going to be happening at WNY Gaming. Uh, you can go to battlelakefrigid.com to get details. I will be casting this weekend. I can't wait, as well as some cool stuff. There's going to be an Eye of Aphidia giveaway at the door. There's going to be um, some alpha product that is going to be opened and uh, dealt with. So you definitely want to check that out. So go to battlelakefrigid.com. All right. We welcome Tommy Fresh, one of my closest friends, because we want to tackle a very important subject. That would be mental health as it relates to card gaming and content creation. I think it's a very important discussion. We dig into that and more with Tommy Fresh on ISP. This episode of Instant Speed Podcast is brought to you by Kayfabe Cards. Located in Utah, Kayfabe Cards is a smart choice for all of your flesh and blood needs. Prepare for the battles you'll face through the world of Wraith by gearing up at Kayfabe Cards. Dot com. That's K-A-Y-F-A-B-E-C-A-R-D-S dot com and get all of the cards shipped directly to your door. Hey, if Magic or Pokemon is your jam, they've got you covered. Kayfabe Cards has a plethora of TCG options, sealed products, and singles to keep you collecting and keep you competitive. Kayfabe Cards, be who you want to be. The Instant Speed Podcast welcomes back 
the the host of Fresh and Buds, very delightfully known as Thomas von Freshness. Now, have you have you gotten that that name officially changed yet? You see. Here in America, things kind of take a little bit uh, longer than I don't know. I don't know what goes on up there, Canada. I've said it many times whenever I've been on the show, but uh, you know, uh, Canada is a different beast, and things down here just take a little bit longer. But uh, you know, we're working on it, and uh, you know. But are you working on it? Are you working on it? No, that's it. See, that's that. That's (laughs) the American dream that I know. That's the that's the American way, which is we'll talk about it. We'll say that it's on the radar, then we'll do absolutely <laughs> nothing about it. That's that's what I wanted to hear. So, well, it's our grandchildren's problem. I've always said. Yeah, well, know? we're running and, out of uh, we're running out of runway here on the on <laughs> on planet Earth, as it would be. Um, you guys keep kicking the can down the road, and I think that we're at a point now where ultimately. Um, who knows? <laughs> I ain't having kids. I, I don't want to leave them. I don't want to leave them all this stuff. <laughs> like no offense. <laughs> no. Well, I got to say, I mean, the question who knows comes up a lot, right? And it's certainly not me. And it's, uh, I don't think it's you either, Matt. So, but I am yeah. happy to be here. Instance B is one of my favorite podcasts that I listen to religiously every week, just like you do for flesh and pod. And, uh, <laughs> I was you know, I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for that. And and just to sort of pull the pull the veil back on uh multiple things here, Tommy. I think I, I think I tell you that I love you easily on the weekly. Could it be that I, I say that? Yeah, I get the message every once in a while. I'm like, oh well. Wow, okay. I don't use that a bit too much tonight, but <laughs> left on red. It's all good. But um <laughs> yeah, I will I'll be completely candid here. I mean, there's like a four hundred and seven podcasts regarding flesh and blood, of which I religiously listen to um flesh uh flesh and pod because um you know Derek and, and logan are like brothers to me they're they're within this community they're like my family not that you're not um i just sometimes i don't get to listen to yours as as religiously as you put it i'm listen i'm an atheist i can't use terms like religiously and for sure come out with some sort of positive context out of it. But um, there was there was that incident at the end of uh, Pro Tour. Would you like to regale, <laughs> regale us? Oh, I was... <laughs> yeah. I, actually, actually, I would love to regale that. I, and you actually told the story uh, when you had Derek and, 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 and Logan on. But uh, I'm sitting there kind of waiting for things to kind of wrap up because we're all going to have dinner. You know, it's nice. We're going to just hang out. It's mm-hmm. the end of Pro Tour Baltimore. It's a wonderful weekend. And, you know, I'm excited to get some flake time. I'm excited to get some Logan and Derek time. And, you know, you start chatting with uh, this guy named James White, I think it was. It's um, pronounced the White. White. Uh, I always call him Jimmy Blanco, but uh, I'm sure he does not like that. Uh, but, you know, and you're ch- chatting with them and you introduce Logan and, and Derek to him. He's like, this is this is the they're from Flesh and Pod and it's the only podcast that you listen to on a weekly basis. And I'm like sitting there right there. And I just walk up and said, only, huh? And I just, <laughs> put my, and I got to say, it felt good to get a little laugh out of James, you know, that, you know, honestly, I'm very thankful for that moment as uh, disappointing as it was. Uh, it was nice to get the laugh out of him. All right. So I'm going to paint myself into a further, uh, a further 
little corner here, mainly because I can't win. Because I listen to Flush and Pod, and on on the weekly, they're constantly ragging on me and slandering me and dragging me through the mud. So I'm going to further dig my my way into this hole by saying I didn't need to introduce you because you're already so well known and popular that I needed to give them, you know, throw them, throw them a bone and be like, hey, have you met my friends Logan Peterson and Diet Tannen? You know, like that's just wanted <laughs> to make sure that you guys have met because I can't believe it's not Tannen is, you know, always out there uh, eoring it up about how he is so forgettable but you on the other hand you're a, a, a tour de force yeah that's right you know what keep it coming i'm enjoying this part you know it's actually my favorite segment of your show um <laughs> uh make tommy feel good uh actually I'll, I'll drop some i'll I'll dig myself into a corner and i said this on other podcasts as well i don't actually listen to i don't actively listen to a lot of podcasts in flesh and blood right because I'm thinking about the game already all the time and I'm doing content and we're going to get to some of that. I think we're going to talk about what it's like to be a content creator and how it can affect your life. Um, sometimes what I need to listen to is something that's not flesh and blood so that I can stay fresh and buds uh, for my own podcast and, 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 and just like be able to view the game in my own like lens, which is, I, I find it helpful. It, but, well, it is. And yeah. Like I, I, I like you in the same way. And the reason why I listen to Derek and Logan is not because they're providing me with the most in-depth insight into the world of flesh and blood. Um, really? It's it's because of their idiocy and their <laughs> combined. They are less than the sum of their parts. Like, it, it, do you understand? Like they come together and create more disruption within my my brain synapses so i i go to them because it's it's like being at the bar with them and listening to their stupidities sort of collide into one another whereas when i'm listening to actual podcasts the, part of it is also i don't listen to a lot of flesh and blood podcasts because i don't i like i don't want to inadvertently take somebody's idea or piggyback a discussion that somebody had last week so i literally just isolate myself from a lot of it partially because i don't have time but also because i don't want to be the guy who's like there was like that one week where brian gottlieb was on like 42 podcasts and i had like i had asked him to be on the podcast like two months before for that particular week and then it just so happened that he was on so many and i felt like you know, like I not that, you know, I, I don't have a monopoly over this by any means. That's not what it is. It's just merely like I like to go in with a fresh mind so that I don't I don't sort of dissuade myself from having a particular episode. Do you ever get that kind of thing? Like, does it ever bother you in this space? Oh, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, Flake, and, and not I don't want you to take this in any kind of way, but um, there have been multiple times since we're, we both have a, a very guest focused uh, podcast, um, you know, in this realm. And I think, you know, you know, we, we both do it in, in our own way, but you know, you, there have been times when I had a guest lined up for the week and I saw that you were having them on. So I pushed the podcast really? because I care, I care about programming because I don't want to take listeners from you and I don't want to take, you know, listener. I don't want you to take listeners from me, obviously, you know, I think I, you know, it doesn't do any good if if everybody's listening to the same thing i like and we're all doing it differently but it's it's still one person 
So I want to give them their time to shine on my show and their time to shine on your show. And, you know, who, who, you know, it's like Seinfeld, right? Who was watching anything else during that time or during that time slot? Right. And, and well, when it was live, obviously, but, uh, so that's kind of like how I approach it. And cause I feel like I have the ability to be a little bit, a little bit more flexible, uh, than you, because you, you know, you work with 983, I'm doing this totally just, you know, whatever, just throw it out there. So, uh, that's how I approach it because I think programming is important because, you know, when I listen to podcasts and if uh, the same guest shows up on multiple, I'm like, well, how many times can I listen to something similar? So, uh, I keep that in mind. Well, I, I appreciate it. I didn't know that I had that kind of, you know, backhanded well, influence on your, only you. It's well, only you. you know what only that means? That. that means you can't have yourself on the, on the podcast this week. <laughs> Oh my God. Well, I won't be telling many stories on the podcast this week. We have a, uh, I, I let, I let someone else have full reign of the conversation. I like it. So. Well, this is, this is, you're the guest. So you, this is your time to shine and you're such a great host of your own program, which is the fresh and buds podcast, which is a lot of fun. And, um, the reason why that I brought you on is, uh, part of it is, I mean, let's be real, uh, Current events and such in Flesh and Blood right now are kind of stagnant. There's not a whole lot going on. We're moving into RTN season. We're a couple of weeks removed from Pro Tour. We're several months removed from Nationals and all that other stuff. So I like to kind of kick the tires on certain topics that are evergreen, that are always of note. And the one that I wanted to discuss and that I immediately went to you about was mental health because you, for those who have listened to the show, you already know that my first meeting in person with Tommy was in Philadelphia at the uh, Battle Hard in Philadelphia at that casino is me, you and Nick Bolas. And uh, when we were going to meet Nick Bolas in the uh, the the gambling room, as it were, <laughs> at the casino, um, you kind of pulled me aside and told me. Hey, I know that you're going through some, you know, some rough stuff, and uh, I just want you to know that even though we're we're still kind of fresh as friends, as it were, you know that I whatever you need, whatever it is, no judgment, no nothing, all confidential. You can, I'm here for you, and that really meant a lot because I hadn't been disarmed that way by somebody in in a long time in terms of, especially having just met them because. And you experience this as well, and that's what we're going to talk about in this episode is is mental health, especially within the the realm of card gaming. But I want to frame this within the the aspect of you you and I are to a degree public public personas within the game. Um, we create content; people know who we are, and with that comes certain responsibilities, or at least pressures to to always be entertaining to always be on as it were and for 99% of those times that what you see is and what you get is who I am but there is 1% of the time where I'll be walking around where all I want to do is hide in my room and you know and cry or hide in my room put on um you know Seinfeld reruns or whatever and just forget <laughs> about life but you can't because there's going to be people coming up to you talking to you, wanting to tell you their stories. Do you do you find that it can be like, have you ever had those difficulties where somebody 
comes to talk to you or you're at a public event and you have to essentially display the approachable you know the the approachable tommy like have you ever felt obliged to hide that kind of struggle that you're going through uh i i will say that the the public sphere has never been something that i really um struggled with right i i've always struggled with the aloneness of posting and and just you know and getting in your head about well how, how do people think about you know what i'm saying and, and and what i'm putting out and is this good enough for you know whoever is listening is it good i mean is it good enough for lss you know like because you know i there definitely has come like with the territory of content creation a lot of care for this game so i think there was a lot of that for myself so in the public realm I, I kind of, I feel like I thrive, right? Cause I, I get to actually see people, right. And I get to actually see them actually happy maybe to even see me, which is, is always a nice validation. But I think there was a time, you know, I, I don't remember exactly when, but I, I, I reached out to you. Um, and I don't know if you knew how hard of a time I was having. So I just reached out to you on discord and I, I was honestly probably, um, just, I just felt at the lowest of the low in, in this content creation journey that I, I've, I've kind of embarked on here. And I felt so alone in, in, in everything. And I felt like, am, am I worthy enough for this? Or am I worthy enough for people listening? Are they listening for the right reasons? Are, you know, you know, Am I, I think I, I asked you, do you think that I am respected, right? And I think I felt, or at least my mind was telling me that uh, you are just the silly guy, right? In this game, right? You, you don't really have any stake. You know, I, I think that that was like how I thought people were viewing me. And that really got me to the lowest of the low. And it creeps in still, right? You know, no matter what, like sometimes I'm like, I don't know if, if, if this is right or, or, or if, if like people even like, is this changing anything? Is this a, like, is my style of podcasting what people want to listen to? Does LSS care about that kind of stuff? All that stuff. So I have gotten that low and it's always when, when I feel isolated. Right. And, you know, I've worked hard to try to switch that around. Right. You know, I, I've, I've, initially was was hesitant to bring people into my kind of like the fresh and buds universe right or, or whatever it is and, and since then I've, I've brought in my friend gary who does the the bud rush bellow with me um and and then i brought in in greg aka darth prentice to produce and you know now we have just a group chat on discord called the fresh mafia where we talk about oh we talk about everything but we talk about content and then i bounce ideas on them i also come to them when maybe something's bothering me and they either talk me off a ledge or, or I jump, uh, either way. Um, but, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's definitely been helpful. So that's kind of been my mental health journey in the content creation sphere. Now, um, you know, a lot of what fresh and buds is kind of stemmed from other issues I had with card games in general, um, uh, in terms of, um, mental health, but, um, it's all coming around, I think, <laughs> but you know, it's a journey. I've, I've met, um, Mr. Viz, right. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. And, um, your, your boy, Darth Prentice, who has been 
an exceptional exceptional friend in terms of helping me just haphazardly and saying, Hey, um, you know, tossing me advice or giving me, um, pointers here and there. Um, so they've been incredible, uh, to me, and I don't even have that intimate a relationship with them as, as you do. So having them on your side, again, creating this, it's funny you mentioned the, uh, the fresh and buds mafia, because I, <laughs> I have been on this extensive kick of watching uh, documentary series like YouTube videos about mafia, um, you know, like the the families uh, and and <laughs> you know Sammy the Bull Gravano and all these guys and and whatnot and just listening to their interviews and the the glamorous slash non glamorous life of the mafia. So when you mentioned the mafia, I was like, how do I get in? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, well, it's it's uh, you know you got to do something first. Yeah. But we we got we'll talk about that off air. But you yeah. know, I don't want to glorify the mafia. But it's uh, pretty rad. It's pretty rad. <laughs> Minus but, all the murder and crime and stuff, but like, <laughs> let's be real, it was pretty damn rad to, to, to you know. <laughs> but one thing I've always liked, and that's why I call it the Fresh Mafia, whether they know it or not, is I, there's one thing I've always taken from, uh, you know, mafias in the media and, and documentaries, etc., is like uh, the idea of family, right? And um, kind of like you, you take care of your own, you know, you, there's a certain amount of loyalty and trust. And if you mess with, one of us, you know, you get you get uh, smacked, but no, we don't do that part. But it's 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 very much out of the kind of uh, family, take care of each other, loyalty, trust, which is which is huge, and it's it's very helpful. Well, we'll we'll dig into the content creation aspect of uh, mental health and such because we did get questions uh, surrounding that, and we are going to get into the aspects of playing in the mental health challenges that that sort of align with that but the most important thing i want to discuss right now is because we're both knee deep in this is the content creation world within anything frankly but specifically card games and even more honed down uh which is uh flesh and blood um and that is basically content creation is such it's it's such a demanding thing because what people might not see is all the strings being pulled behind behind the behind the scenes in order to just get a video out. Um, you know, a one hour video with moving parts to it is probably about a 10 hour investment, you know, between idea, recording, editing, polishing, advertisement, whatever. It's a 10 hour investment of your life to produce one one hour video. And what I think that a lot of people don't necessarily understand is how taxing that is and the absolute peaks and valleys you go through from you know month to month week to week video to video that you put out about you know what the hell am i doing why am i doing this and when you wake up not wanting to do something and then having the struggle of saying well shit it's you know for instance we're recording this on tuesday i record this all the time on tuesdays where possible i you know and it comes out on Patreon on Wednesday and everywhere else on Thursday. And whether I want to talk about something or not, I am in this chair with this microphone right up to my mouth and I need to start producing stuff. Those those stresses and those pressures don't go away. It's this constant thing because the the challenge is not just about creating content that people like. It's about sustaining it and then maintaining relevancy. And I want to I want to know about your journey 
And you mentioned that you mess you sent me that message. And I do remember that message vividly because it was the first time I was able to give back to you what you gave to me, that solace, that reassurance, because it was, and, and I want to be very open and candid about this to everybody because it's, these are difficult topics to talk about. And I know a lot of people out there who might be listening to this might be struggling with similar, you know, um, uh, you know, hurdles that they can't clear, but us talking about it, I hope gives people the confidence to know that it's okay to talk about these things. So when you came to me and you said, yours, your issue was respect. Do you feel like that is something that you continue to struggle with? Is it something that you think um, you've, you've tackled? What other issues do you regularly, or let's say, let's say from the get-go, the first struggles that you had as a content creator, was respect part of it, or was it was there uh, were there other factors when you were getting into this? Uh, I think it was respect was was kind of came later, right? Kind of like as I started to gain some momentum in with the podcast, you know. Um, but I think initially my I had issues with, well, am I am I smart enough for this? Right. Because it, it, you know, flesh and blood and trading card games in general are, are very, you know, they're, they're very brain focused, right? You got, you have to be super smart to be very good at this. And you also have to be, you have to have a certain amount of intelligence to, to talk about it, I think. And, um, I struggled with that, right? I put it out into the world and like a lot of, you know, the first couple months of the podcast was just kind of putting it out there, you know, Reddit, et cetera. And, you know, I, I would get some, some nasty comments and stuff like that. And, and I, I tried to take them in stride, but you, know, you can only do that so much, right. <laughs> you know, and, and uh, it certainly bothered me. And I remember the anxiety uh, in the first couple months of, of doing the podcast, every time I click publish, right. You know, I remember just people are going to listen to this and and they gonna, they're going to think I'm an idiot. And maybe I am, you know, I mean, like, I, I'm not writing that part off, but like that was like a huge thing for me. But as I started to, you know, gain followers, listeners and then started the the discord. And, and I mean, uh, gosh, uh, copy Cody, who, who's a great, you know, community member of flesh and blood in general and just an awesome bud. He, I created the discord and then like a day later, he like joined, I had never posted about it and he just kind of checked out my, my link tree or whatever. And he's like, Hey, Hey, I'm here. I'm like, Hey, you are here. What's up? How's it going? Like, and, and that was, uh, that was something very helpful. But as that kind of momentum kind of came, um, I felt this need to kind of get bigger and bigger guests or, 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 or whatever. And, and also just like get this respect in the content creator game because it felt like an uphill battle for myself. And maybe, maybe I created that in my mind or not, but uh, I soon learned, right. I had had some negative react or not, not reaction, negative kind of feedback things happen. Okay. No, not even feedback. It was uh, experiences, negative experiences doing the podcast because you know you have a plethora of guests and, and you don't really know what you're walking into with a lot of them when you first start out you know and i hadn't been going I mean, i've been to like maybe one huge event and i hadn't really been networking as much as you know i, I tried to do now 
Um, and I just had some neg- negative experiences there. And, and that would really bother me because then it started to remove myself from why I started doing the podcast. Right. Because the reason I started doing the podcast is like, well, I'm starting this new game. A lot of my friends that I played other games with are not interested or they're too busy with life. Um, I'm Tommy fresh. I want some buds. Let's create them. Let's, let's have that. Right. And, and then all of a sudden it started to feel like I wasn't making friends. I was just giving a platform or, or maybe it just wasn't uh, something that they were interested in doing. So as that, as I kind of learned on, like learned about that side of it, I realized, okay, well, I'm taking a step back. I'm not just going for whoever, right. I'm going for people that I feel have um, a good, I would have a good connection with them or I have a good connection. So I have a lot of repeat guests and et cetera. You know, that's why you've been on many times, you know, we have a great connection and um, I think that really helped. Right. You know, cause there were, there were, there were a couple times when I finished recording, you know, said, said my goodbyes on the discord call and just felt, just felt kind of empty. Right. And and that was tough. And are you, are you, I don't know if you felt that. Are you saying empty in the sense that like the guest is over, you kind of, but it felt very transactional. Like you're yes. using this as a platform for your ideas. I'm using your, you know, current relevance or whatever to push my own agenda. Yeah, it felt it felt like uh, they, uh, you know, it felt um, if you're familiar with um, beast mode, the running back from Seattle Seahawks, uh, uh, Marshawn Lynch, Marshawn Lynch, who, who famously did not want to talk to the media. And then he started getting fined. So he just started talking to the media. I'm just here. So they don't get fined. Right. Yeah. It felt a little bit like that sometimes. Um, and, uh, no, no hate or, 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 or disrespect to any of those people. You know, they, I, they got asked to be on the podcast. No. Marshawn Lynch specifically. Yeah. <laughs> no, and if he good. has a problem with it, he could come on this podcast and tell me to my face. That would be a big get. Man. That would be a huge get. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I, I'm willing to just go. I should spend the final like two minutes of every episode just rattling off names and telling them to go f- themselves. <laughs> Aaron <laughs> Judge. One will hear yeah. Aaron <laughs> Judge. You're a crappy person. Uh, yeah. Uh, Serena Williams. <laughs> Serena steroids. I don't know. <laughs> Come on and debate me. You yeah. know, like would be one of those. Yeah. I, I have a feeling that the first person to respond would be like Ben Shapiro or something. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. completely out of left field. And I'd be like, yeah, get out of here. I didn't even see you, man. Yeah. Nobody <laughs> cares about you. Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so that that was that was something that was a real struggle, you know. And and I think the struggle was it felt like I was not being my authentic self and and what I was set out to do. And I think that's a huge thing that that people can take from from this conversation uh, with content creation. If you're an aspiring one or or one that is doing it now, and I'm sure there's a ton. I talk to them all the time. Is when things get you down, think about, well, why are you doing it? Right. Because what's the point if not, right. If, if you're not doing it for the same reasons you set out to do it, what's going on, right. You know, did something change? Are you abandoning that? Are you even having fun? Right. Because a lot of what you just said earlier about kind of waking up be like, Oh God, I don't want to do this. You know, I felt that. Right. And a lot of times when I feel like 
I don't want to do this podcast today. Um, I'm very fortunate that, you know, I'll, I'll hop on and automatically just feel a lot better once I start doing it because I try to curate a guest that I'm going to, the, the vibes are going to be really great. Right. And I think that's what I want people to listen to. And, um, yeah, that's a good, but that's a, that's a good sign that you're, you're doing it the right way because even, you know, the greatest things that you enjoy in the world, like for instance, blue cheese for yourself, right? Like (laughs) there are times where you're like, ah, do I really want to go get it? And pre, you know, and and like, do I want to get up or I'm out of it? Do I want to go to the store to buy it? But once you have it and you're, when you're, you're enjoying, you're like, yeah, this is the right decision. It's a good feeling. That's um, a conversation I've had dozens of times with people when they want to get into the space. And what I tell them, I said, is are you ready to work for no return? And I, and when I say no return, I legitimately mean, you know, possibly no views, easily no money at all. No, it's negative money. It's, just so you know. Yeah, it's absolutely <laughs> negative money because like this microphone, this setup, this, you know, whatever you're paying out the wazoo. Uh, so you better damn well like what you do. And the mental health aspect for me when it came to this content creation was actually it might be a different story for for myself because I left. I w- I kind of just one eighty'd my life. I had this really cushy, awesome, well paying, great benefits. See the world, you know. Have res- like you'll have tons of respect. People like what you do. Kind of job. I worked at an airline. I was their social media manager. I was making. I was you know a few years away from making six figures and being awesome. And I just woke up every day just saying, I cannot do this. I legitimately, I started, and it started to show because I started to go in later and later and leave earlier and earlier. I started to be a lot more candid with how I approach things, which it was the George effect because, you know, like the whole, I'm going to do the opposite and it still worked out. Like I was telling people, like I, I, I told the president of the airline, the president of the airline that the food that he had selected for like their signature class or their business class sucked. Like I was just, and he's like, you know, you're the first person to tell me that. Why does it suck? And I would just say, I'm like, this is garbage and this is bad. And I'm like, whatever. And I'm like, these things are good. These things are bad. And they went back and changed some of them because, you know, but it was just such a, a fun, it was such a weird thing. And then I went to being, making no money, struggling, but waking up recording and feeling like an absolute, like I was in the right spot. And when it comes to content creation, a lot of people are going to struggle. And the most devious and devastating things are metrics. And Mm. I want to dig into this because this is the most piercing aspect of content creation, as well as it bleeding into everything else, advertisement, relationships just everything you do is based on clicks likes views bullshit like that you know hammer that subscribe button hit the alert button blah 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 like you hear that all the time it's almost like a meme now the reality is for those who are you know dangling their feet into the content creation world or even hesitant to even dip a toe in it's that if you are not prepared to suffer and fail for an extended period of time for what you claim to love, then it's going to be quite the shakeup reality for you because 
even when I was not making headway in various different content creation platforms. For instance, in Gwent, I, I was their lead broadcaster. I was their lead caster for like four years. I I was one of the better player. I was like a top player in the world for several years. I was nobody different there than I am here, but there I was just not liked. People did not like my who I was or my brand or my style. And I struggled through that. And I came here not because I was like, I need to take the show somewhere else and, you know, like try the the objective was not for me to get famous elsewhere. Mm -hmm. The objective was for me to just take my passion into a new, fresher, you know, environment, which was flesh and blood. But damn it, like it, it it's the same nasty thing where you get you're done your stream or you're done your first recording you go check back on your numbers and it's like this report card that says nah you suck dude like you you absolutely suck where you know the first episode that i ever published of instant speed with tannin was you know like if it wasn't for tannin grace doing me a favor because he had just come off of doing the first calling um in vegas talking to him about it if I didn't have him to sort of get my my name at least legitimized, and then if James hadn't jumped on and and sort of legitimized the show in that regard, like those are incredibly different uh, different lives I might have of of lived because the the metrics would have been so bad. And but the problem is is that if you're not prepared to live and suffer through that growing pain, then you're not just battling viewership you're battling the the mental health aspect of on of of a a tangible quantifiable aspect of your failure or or your perceived failure yeah. and how how did you deal with or how do you deal can, like with the the metrics boogeyman the metrics can be tough right because <clears throat> When it comes to certain things in the content creation game, like whether it's uh, LSS kind of being like, hey, here's some stuff for you. And, and, it, and, and it makes sense. It's totally a, a business decision, right? Because <clears throat> you, have, you have to look at your return on investment, right? As, as, a, as a company, when you kind of like look at a creator that's doing stuff for you for free, but you know, is, is, <laughs> but like, you know, you have to keep that in mind. So it's tough. Like I, I want the numbers to be good. And, and I used to really harp on that, right? Like, man, how do I do this? How do I, you know, like, what should I do to kind of bump this up? And, and I actively try to work on things, but the one thing that I kind of just created this, this, this idea in my head. And um, basically, I, I always try to tell myself if there's an episode that maybe doesn't do so well, I say, I do not have to be the biggest podcast. I just have to be the best, right? So I have to put out my best product, whatever that is. And you know what? If people like it or don't like it, I don't care because that's what I felt was the best thing. You know, I have episodes that I think that I've had the most important conversations that I've ever had in this game that maybe don't have as many views as, as maybe something else like a, like a set review or something like that. Right. So, but I find myself being more angry, <laughs> like 
listen to the good one, you know, like, like yeah. listen to that one. Like we're talking about real shit, you know, and, and, and like, that's, that's something that, um, that I find, but it, the metrics are so tough, right? Because I don't know. I think the, if you're, if you work on your quality and you work on your, um, kind of what I said before about doing what you are passionate about, uh, those metrics will come eventually, right? You have to be prepared to just not get them. And, uh, but people recognize authenticity, right? People can tell when you're not into it. They really can. And, you know, I, you know, and I've, I've had, I've had guests where people were like, I could tell that they didn't want to be there. And I said, me too. Um, but you know, <laughs> yeah. And it was flake. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but, you know, there, there are, um, yeah. And, and, and to relate, relate it back to you, right. You know, I've, we've been friends for, for quite some time now and, you know, I try to support you in, in everything you do, but I remember when we first started, you know, be, you know, garnering this relationship, you were still streaming Gwent. Right. And I vividly remember, you know, popping into your stream saying, Hey, and I'll, I'll be honest with you, Matt, you did not look like you were having fun. Right. I wasn't. Yeah. And I, that's a, that's a tough watch for me. And I watched because, you know, you're my friend, but I think, you know, I, I think other people could tell as well. Right. You know, and, and that's important. And, and obviously I love that you don't you do that anymore. You, I popped into your Talisha streams and you are having way more fun and it's a lot more fun to watch. And I think that is, it, it just, you don't even realize, right? If you're just doing something because you feel like you need to, it, it shows. So I think that's like the best way to tackle the metrics thing, because it, it really does not matter what you do. It's how you do it. I think one thing that I've always, that's so easy to pick out when it comes to content creation is when somebody isn't themselves when somebody's playing a role and that's totally fine for a small percentage of it because you can rest assured that somebody like dr disrespect or whatever isn't that guy <laughs> you know when the cameras are off when he's he's playing a role and that's that has worked out for them it's it's a great tool to be but you're 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 on stage it's you know you're you have a, a call time you go up there you put on your costume and you do your you play your role and it's all improv and it's crazy and and you get your your whole shtick the issue is when somebody is playing a role that you can immediately identify is not is not their thing that they it, they are doing what people think they want to see they're emulating other successes completely negating the fact that those people's successes whether they're playing a role or not it's comes from something that is naturally within them that they want to bring out because and, and i'll be completely honest about this i'm not creative or dedicated enough to play a role or whatever um and there's a fun little factoid about Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, which is like one of my all-time favorite TV shows, when they were doing the show or when they were casting and developing the show, Will Smith, whose, whose character is also named Will Smith, actively 
declined to change the name or create another character. Like there were, they were the original character's name was something else. It wasn't Will Smith. And what he said was, I want my character's name to be Will Smith because I'm going to be identified with this and I don't want to have to deal with that. Whereas Alfonso Ribeiro, who played Carlton, probably half, half people call him Carlton or Alfonso. And yeah. You know, so he had the foresight to figure that out. I was like, I don't want to have to deal with this all the time, playing a role or or doing whatever. And I actually had this conversation slightly with like the professor. The professor it plays a slightly exaggerated version of himself because he's playing the role of like the headmaster, the you know, whatever. Um Brian's also one of the, you know, most genuine nice people um if you if you don't like if he senses that you're genuine he will be genuine and whatever he doesn't have time for fakeness and whatever and i'm the same way and i'm and there are people out there in the community who think that what i want from them is for them to like play a role towards me or to <laughs> and it's like just be yourself you know, I'm myself, and 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 that I think is uh, something that a lot of people need to realize is that some of the mental health woes and some of the challenges and the the depression and the anxieties and whatnot that people might have when it comes to content creation is because when they go up there, they have to put a mask on and play a role, and the mask that they're putting on is hiding who they truly are, and that can be detrimental mentally to them because. You know, it's like, well, the real me is not good enough. And you're continually perpetuating that idea that I need to be f flake. I can't be Matt DeMarco. <laughs> but to me, they're the same person. And to you, I like what I get from you. And the reason why I go to bat for you any day of the week, the reason why I go to bat for people like Logan or or Derek or any, you know, anyone else, Brendan Patrick or whatever, like who they are is very much it's not a role that they're playing. And uh, I'm wondering if, you know, do you see this too? Uh, Cause I, I know that like, I'm not going to name names or whatever, but there are, the, I've had, you know, interactions with certain people where I'm like, I know you're doing a little bit here. It's a little <laughs> bit of a bit or whatever, or you're trying to perpetuate like your persona and I'm cool. And I'm cool with that. And like, you know, you do you, but uh, I'm not, that's not my brand. That's not my thing. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I mean, I will say I do love a good bit, right? You know, I, I, I love that, but we're, we're in a unique situation with this game, right? As content creators that, uh, well, at least we've been very blessed to be able to go to a lot of events, right? That's where you meet a lot of the people in the community. It's still very small. So like you, you're meeting, um, not a majority, but like a decent amount of people in the, the community when you're at these events. Now, the Tommy Fresh that you get uh, on the podcast, you know, maybe my voice changes, right? Like, because I can hear myself, but, uh, but like the Tommy <laughs> Fresh that you get on the podcast is the same Tommy Fresh you're going to get across from you uh, at the table and the same Tommy Fresh that you're going to get, you know, if you, if you come up and say hi, hell, I can't help it, right? <laughs> like, it, it's really bad. Like, even I'll meet someone and I start to interview, them, right? Like, I just find myself like, so where do you come from? You know, like this, that, blah, 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 you know, and, and that is, it's, 
I think it's a good way to be, you know, if, if you have a character, it's great. Like you said, Dr. Disrespect is a great example. He's not that guy, right? <laughs> Can't be. Um, uh, but it's, it's, but I, I, I do meet, you know, less so in the podcast game, right? I think everybody's been pretty, I think podcast is a little bit tough to put on a bit for an hour plus every week, right? Like on a persona, but uh, you know, I've, I've met YouTubers that like, well, you're not anything like you are on your, on your videos. But then I also meet YouTubers like the tall Timmy, who's the exact same person. Right. And, and, and that look at tall Timmy. I mean, he kicks, he kicks fucking ass. I love the tall Timmy because ass. he wholesale ass and he does such a great job. And, and, you know, uh, something that it's just infectious and, and, you know, maybe the first time you watch a video, you're like, whoa, like, who is this Australian guy? And and but the fact that he is his genuine self is why he's been so successful. So, um, yeah, I definitely feel um, exactly what you're saying there. Uh, but it is important to kind of be yourself and and let people see who you are. Right. It's it's who you are is a good thing. Yeah. Right? No matter what. So it, you should you should show that that's that's. Uh, what I want to hammer down, and you, I'm glad that you you nailed it straight away, which was a lot of people suspect that who they are is not good enough. And mm-hmm. I think Tommy and I are both in agreement that that is complete bullshit. And I think that people <laughs> need to literally sit down and think that if if your objective is – like uh, identify what your objective is. Is your objective to get famous? In which case, play whatever role anybody wants you to be. It's going to be unfulfilling. You'll get views. You'll get clicks. I always tell people, I'm like, you can make a video tomorrow that gets a thousand hits. All you need is a Twitter account and a controversial opinion and to pick a fight with somebody. That's all you need. It's not going to garner you any anything beyond that. It's a flash in the pan kind of thing. But if that's your goal, if your goal is clicks, you can get that in a heartbeat. It's not that hard. Mm-hmm. But what what you need to identify is your goal that or is your goal to make content and to com- and to contribute if that's your goal then who you are is precisely what you should be giving to people because what anything that you are creating any personas that you're putting forward are probably going to be either an emulation of something that's already successful or something that is sort of pieced together from other f- successful formulas that you've seen but that's not unique. What's new, unique is he is who you are. And that's why the tall Timmy is so successful. That's why, you know, you're so successful. That's why, you know, Logan and Charmer and and DM Armada and Red Zone Rogue and and even, you know, Carolina Alvarado and and such. It's because they're just unapologetic unapologetically who they are and they present and they form their relationships and they have their fans and their detractors alike and I have those too. But at the same time, I I can go back to the drawing board, get down to that base foundation level and say, this is all coming from who I am. And I'm not changing that. So you can kind of deviate, you know, but at the at the root of it, that is not moving. That is going to be solid. That is solidified. You can prune the tree. You can sort of angle it one way or another. But ultimately, you're not you're not uprooting who I am. And and that's what is going to continue to nourish, you know, whatever you're growing out of your community, out of your content. And I I just want 
to make sure that people know that the content that you're producing has to come from a point of passion for the for the subject matter as well as fueled by your own personality and your own beliefs, likes, dislikes. That isn't a guaranteed ticket to success, but it's a guaranteed ticket to integrity which and reputation, which I always tell people is the number one currency in this game. Oh, it's, yeah. So anyway, that's, that's kind of how I, I want to hammer down. I don't know if you have any final thoughts on that before we talk about like actual competitive card gaming. Um, well, yeah, I mean, the last thought I have to say, and, and, and people can take this home with them. Uh, I just moved into this where I live now and I have a yard to maintain grass grows. You have to cut it. And guess what? A week later, it grows back, right? You can't help. Like you said, you can prune the tree, but it always grows back. You're always who you're going to be. So keep that in mind. So, yeah. Beauty. Uh, we're going to shift gears a little bit, still talking about mental health and and how it affects us as card gamers. Uh, we're going to move to the actual gameplay element and competitive aspect of, of you know, card gaming and how that affects, um, you know, our mental state. I put out a poll, which uh, new new segment, new feature, the poll of the week. Ooh. Poll of the week. Um, P-O-T-W. Yeah. The Pado. 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 I asked, what is your ultimate goal in Flesh and Blood that would leave you satisfied and accomplished? Now, this was meant from a competitive standpoint. I got to learn to better uh, word polls. I actually took an entire, like, 400-level university course about uh, how information and how raw data can be, like, spun and interpreted yeah. in different ways. <laughs> it's like, basically, they like it was such a fascinating course because they, like, put up – all they put up was, like, a pie chart of like, you know, uh, what people like. And then they're like, write all your conclusions that you can come from this. And there were like 40 that people came up with, which is incredible. And then the, what the professor did was like, he's like, okay, now this conflicts with this and this conflicts with this. So do you see how data is not exactly whatever? Anyway, all this to say that I need to word these a little bit better. But um, the question was, what is your ultimate goal in flesh and blood and that would leave you satisfied and accomplished? 40, uh, 450 respondents. 49% said winning a calling or higher. Um, 31% said winning a PQ or RTN. 9% said winning an armory. And the rest said, I don't really have any goals, which I interpret as I'm just enjoying the game. I don't really care. So I want to put the that out there first to preface this conversation as everybody has different goals. Everybody has a different goal that will will that they strive for and are and will feel accomplished with. So I need everybody to understand that winning worlds or even winning an armory might satisfy people in different ways. You know, that's that's going to yeah. my Tinder profile actually. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about mental health and card games and specifically the fact that you and I are not pros uh, or maybe I don't know if you're qualified for a pro tour. I've qualified for a pro tour. I didn't play in it. I casted it. I, yeah, I played in Nats and, you know, I don't think that you and I are anyone's shortlist to to top eight one of these bad boys, but we've been there and we've played in high in high stakes games. So tell me, Tommy, you know, how does playing competitive card games on the whole, just being amidst this community, amidst and, and loving this game and playing it for, you know, for stakes. 
how does that affect your mental health and, and what are the challenges that you face when it comes to this? Um, <clears throat> so I do feel pretty lucky to kind of have a pretty level head when it comes to competition and, and, you know, tilt and, and, and all that. But I, I understand that a lot of people kind of suffer, uh, when it comes to that, right. Actually my second episode of the fresh and buds ever, um, I dealt with the idea of getting tilted and how I've always kind of taken a, a look at it, right? Because it's hard. It's easy to get tilted, right? You know, somebody codex of frailties, yeah, or 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 whatever, they pummel you, you know, they had to have it and, and then they they get you, right? Or, you know, from from games I played in the past, like oh, I only drew two lands the whole the whole game and wow, well, yada 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 yada. So so it's, it's so easy. You're talking to about kind of talking about candy land. Yeah, Candyland. Yeah, well, you know, there's a lot of lands in that game. Um, but <laughs> so, but uh, I did answer your 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 poll here. I said win APQ and oh, slash RTN because when I when I top four the RTN, I lost in the finals. But you know, so I want to get that win. I want to get that dub. But so I I feel like <clears throat> it's so easy to let the um, the wins and losses kind of affect you, right? Uh, what do they call it? It's it's uh, results oriented thinking, right? So it's it's easy to fall into that trap, and I think it is a trap, exactly. You know, and and maybe this is a is a great great place for Riptide to be uh, competitive because uh, there's a lot of traps, right? Um, but the, <laughs> the trap is if you lose, you are not good enough. As simple as that, right? That is something people are just automatically think I lost. This is I'm not good enough. So on and so forth. The important thing to realize is, mom, that's not the case, because guess what? Nobody's going undefeated in this game. You know. Maybe a few. Right. And, and at the top of that, that uh, that poll is when a calling pro tour worlds battle hardened. There are. Let's let's eliminate calling. Let's let's eliminate battle hardens uh, this year, right? There are probably ten events total calling Pro Tour Worlds, maybe ten to twenty. That's ten to twenty people. How many people play this game? I'm not sure, but it's more than that. <laughs> so <laughs> there are so many opportunities for for you to lose, and that is just reality and i think reality is the the biggest thing right now and just to kind of recognize it so you have to realize that you are trying your best and if you if you realize that you're trying your best and you put in the work it doesn't go your way it is a card game there's variance it is what it is but in the end you did your best and i know that it sounds very cliche it's like as long as you did your best you're still winning yeah yeah, yeah. and i know you say in your your podcast if you're if you're losing, no, if you're learning, you're not losing. Is that it? Uh, let me check my notes. Uh, check, check your notes real quick. <laughs> you're, not you're not losing if you're learning. Yes, yes, yes. Line? No. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but so that's that. I mean, that's a great way to look at it, right? So uh, it's, it's hard for me to say because I, I can get tilted, but it lasts for five seconds, right? And I am the first, and I think everyone should strive to do this. And I know not everybody will, but everyone should strive to sit there in the moment and say, that was a great game. You played very well. 
And, you know, I wish I did some things differently, but that's not your fault. You play a great game and then move on with your uh, with your tournament and 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 try better the next time and look at those games. Right. If you if you focus on learning, like you say, you can't actually focus on the losing. You're, we are simple creatures. We can only really focus on one thing at a time. So just focus on the things that you can control because you can't control that you just lost. You already lost. It's done, right? Your opponent already reported it. You can't even try to report a win and you'll get probably kicked out of the tournament. But, you know, if you try to, but so you need to kind of approach it like that, I believe. And, and I know it's very hard and, and that's the toughest thing. That's where like the kind of mental part comes in because it is so tough to accept those losses, especially when you already put so much time into it and you put so much work into it. But in a game like flesh and blood, and I think flesh and blood has been way kinder to this kind of topic than, than any game I've ever played um, because it is so skill intensive and, and, you know, the hard work that you put in does pay dividends that somebody's going to be better than you sometimes. That's okay, right? You know, we, we can't all be Michael Hamilton. We can't all be Michael Fang. Um, hell, we can't even all be named Michael. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it is, it's, it's, it's tough out there. So um, I think that's, that's basically how I approach it. Uh, maybe I'm a little bit too... La, laissez-faire or, or whatever they you know whatever you say up there um but uh <laughs> but <laughs> you, you, not like a we're not like mere space station like you, you, you know <laughs> we're not like a lunar <laughs> camp that was just rediscovered like what the hell are you talking about? I'm sorry we're canada sorry, jesus sorry. christ <laughs> I've, I've had a lot of great times there uh but yeah that's that's my take on it well, it's a and it's a great outlook, and you're right because you're winning. You know, almost fifty percent of the people in the poll said that they want forty nine percent said they want to win like a battle hardened or better. That's their ultimate goal. And like you mentioned, when all said and done, at the end of the year, there's what forty battle hardens and callings and all the yeah. like tournaments. So, and, and there's going to be repeat winners. You know, there's going to be the Brody Spurlocks, the the Michael crew that are going to be up there sweeping stuff up, and and that's just the way it goes. But what people need to understand also is that it's okay not to strive for those things. It's okay not to attain them. It's okay to be happy with the process. And I think that that's what I had to come to terms with, with all kinds of other things that I, I hope that people can kind of just, you know, can take some of these words we're saying and maybe it'll help them with the process because yeah, losing sucks and nothing is harder than, like you said, losing in a finals of something where you literally spent like six or seven hours all day grinding, agonizing, racking your brain, and then you get so far and, and really it's like climbing a ladder until you actually get over the top. If you fall, the higher you climb, the harder you're going to fall. And until you actually clear the hurdle and, and get over the top of it, it it's it's hard to appreciate the view because you're so focused on the next rung, the next rung. But sometimes it's okay to say, you know what? I got so high. I got that 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 high up. And and in that process, people need to actually stop and enjoy the view because going one and oh at a tournament, it's a nice start. You know, going three and zero, and then finally five and one, and oh my god, I'm going to be in the top eight. 
Stop and enjoy that. Mm -hmm. Enjoy that view and, and then say, I'm a, I got a top eight. That's, that's incredible. And then there's, there's a further work to be done. The reason why I preach you're not losing if you're learning is because if the ultimate goal is to win, you need to improve. And if you want to improve, you need to you need to find value. It's like drawing that all red hand when you want to do some stuff. It's not necessarily about you know anybody can anybody can uh, you know pitch three blues, dominate a crippling crush. It's easy. That's uh, you know that's the easy way to do it. But it's when you have bad hands and what you do with the bad hands and how you can you know create you know a chicken salad out of chicken shit in that sense. That's where the losing and learning together, you're not losing if you're learning. It's that improvement. It's that process. And I think that the mental health aspect of competition comes when people think that unless they win it all, then they failed. And that was something I, I had trouble coming to terms with. I had trouble coming to terms with that in content creation. I have trouble coming to terms with that in competition as well. Losing hurts. It sucks. But if you're not taking away from the process that you have improved, if you can't isolate the the areas where you're like, you know what, I may have gotten my ass kicked in this matchup, but there was that one play that they did that I navigated absolutely flawlessly, and I'm glad that I now have that in my pocket. Because anybody, everybody's going to get, you know, uh, quad intimidated into a 14-point uh, alpha rampage, and there's nothing you can do about it. It's how you deal with the other turns and, and whatnot. So... Yeah, man, it's it's a struggle though, but I people need to understand that their goals should never be anyone else's goals but their own. And everybody else's goals should not influence your own goals because Michael Hamilton's goal is to win worlds. Your role, you know, right now listening to this might be something like RTN season, top 8 in RTN, maybe win an RTN. Now, you know, Michael Hamilton already knows that he's going to win all the RTNs that he attends or, you know, most of them, he already has that in his back pocket. He doesn't give a shit about that. He's moved on. But for you, for me, for, for, for the person listening, you know, it's not, it's not your, your successes are no more glorious than Michael Hamilton's success of winning worlds. Let's say, because when I won that RTN or that PQ, I forgot what it was, or, you know, when I win a tournament or do whatever, like I feel just as freaking joyed as I would imagine Michael Hamilton does winning a calling. He's done it multiple times, but when I win something, I'm like, "Holy crap! This is the most I've I've accomplished." And it wasn't because of the perseverance and the and the progress and and just the entire you know improvement process that to go through there. Yeah, and I think it's also important to take home that it is a game. And it's one hell of a fun game, right? This is, I mean, we're not we're not talking hours on end about this game because it's boring, right? It is fun. Well, Oldham mirrors, whatever, you know, we'll put that off to the side. But, you know, it is a game and games are meant to be fun. So think about when you were a child, right? Kid on the block or whatever, maybe pick up game of basketball, hockey, football, whatever, baseball, wiffle ball. You lose, right? You lost a lot, right? You know, it just just happened in sports. But guess what? You, I personally was like, "Wow, let's run it back. That's two out of three. Let's go." You know, like that is the best way to kind of look at it, right? Because in the end, if you're even if you lose all three times, 
you still had a ton of fun because it is a game and there's a reason that you're saying let's run it back right there's a reason that you know i i just recorded with uh, rachel stoddard right and uh something's you know a point that she had said um about like an armory shoot she went to about the game ended super quickly she got killed and then they they ran back another game because they still had time in the round right it people aren't doing that for for nothing right so like you know it enjoy the game right have fun losing sucks i don't think anybody's gonna argue that right losing is terrible but guess what you're gonna you're gonna get wins too you know it's they 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 come and and as as long as you learn you're not gonna lose all the time all the time yeah i mean you still might lose you're, yeah you're probably gonna lose. you're probably lose a little a little bit but um and and that that should uh, hopefully give people a little bit of, of extra solace or confidence. And again, mental health, it's not like a one hour podcast show. This is like an ongoing conversation. I figured that um, while I had you, it'd be a great opportunity now because you're somebody whom I seek for for support. And I hope that, you know, you do the same for me. And that leads to sort of wrapping this up, which is finding that support and and seeking out that help. Because there's a lot of people, and, and I need to give so much love to the amount of people who reach out to me. Because, you know, if I'm having a bad day and they just sprout up, it's the most ridiculous thing possible where you think that everything's going well and everything's lined up. The dominoes are all ready to topple the way you want them to. And suddenly you just wake up and you're just feeling, you know, off and you feel unaccomplished. You feel like, people don't like you you feel like the video you did was bad you feel like your job's in jeopardy you feel like your reputation took a hit you feel like you know it, it could go it goes on and on and on and there's no justification to it there's no rhyme or reason to it you just literally wake up and say i think this person hates me or i think that you know and i, I i've had it too and i've actually had very candid discussions with very you know people like james white for example where we've have been on a call because you know, uh, things like this need to get sorted out. And it sounds ridiculous, but the one thing that I need to give so much love to are two people like James who recognize these kinds of things and reach out to address them, but also to the amount of people in the community who send me messages and have offered that support. And I want people out there to understand that it's not easy to talk about this kinds of stuff because... I wasn't prepared necessarily to talk about it to you. You had to come to me and sort of kick the saloon doors open and say, listen, bitch, like, <laughs> I got you. So I want you to just, if you can, just talk about the importance of, of that kind of support and, and, and just letting it, I don't know how to properly address this, but it's okay to it's okay to be sad. It's okay to feel off. It's okay to feel it's okay to feel bad. It's just the way it's the way it goes. But it's not it's temporary and there are people out there who might not be a quick fix, but at the very least they're they are willing to meet you where you're at to just sort of lessen the load a little bit because they might not be able to lift you out of the hole, but they'll happily sit there with you so that you're not alone in the dark. You know what I mean? And that's what 
I am so grateful for you to have someone like you, for example, because you've never, you've never told me like, oh, it's going to be okay. Or something along those lines. You've never, and, and that's a, an easy trap for people to fall into when people seek help for them is to diminish what they're feeling and to trivialize it. Because nobody who feels like shit wants to hear that their problems are are trivial and un, not real and and foolish. That just perpetuates and, and exacerbates the problem. You don't need to come up with solutions. You just need to come up with pre, like presence. And that's something that you have given to me that I think you need to understand how much that means. And I'm hoping that people who listen to this can feel the same with maybe not us, but whoever's out there, that it's okay to feel sad. And there are people out there who just want want you want to be around you if and when you're ready. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, well, basically, <clears throat> uh, I think there's no better way to say it you know, then, then I, I always like, I mean, it's just, it's just how it, sometimes I just talk to myself. Sometimes shit sucks. That's just <laughs> what it is. Right. And, but just because shit sucks doesn't mean that we're alone. Right. And, and something I want to kind of drill home is when you reach out to someone uh, that maybe you trust and confide in and, and, and might be looking for, um, kind of some comfort or, or the presence that you're just talking about is that you have to be willing to meet them where they can help you. Right. You can't just be like, take care of me. Right. Because guess what? We're all adults. Right. And, and, and we, we have a certain amount of work that we have to do for ourselves, but that doesn't mean we have to do it alone. Right. And, and, and it's, it's, it's important to kind of be like, Hey, listen, you know, when, when I reached out to you, I said, I asked you questions. I just need to hear your answers. I need you to kind of, I, and I need to like open up the conversation, right? And you need to actually have conversations with people, right? If you're feeling like this, you can't just, you know, say, hey, I'm sad. No, you have to, you have to say like, hey, I'm feeling these things, right? And because we all get sad, but we all get sad for different reasons. And you need to kind of make it, easy to understand right because what the person that you're reaching out to is not going through the same thing as you right and maybe they never did but if you explain that to them uh it, it sets them up for success and yourself for success and the relationship for success of of taking care of each other right and i think we have a great relationship me and you matt because i think uh we've been able to kind of and we're, we're i mean, I think we're decent communicators i think we have to be uh, but uh, but like we, we've been able to communicate with each other what we're going through and, and why that is. And I find that that's so important, right? You have to, when you are feeling low and you're feeling all these things, think about what all those things are, right? And, and then come to someone that might be able to help you or, or, or someone that you trust and, and trust is the biggest thing, right? You know? And I'll be honest, I've had plenty of times when I've reached out to people that they did not help, right? And sometimes it will happen. And 
you can't let that get to you because guess what? You know, maybe they're not equipped for it. Maybe, maybe they're going through their own thing and they just really can't give you what they, uh, what you need right now. Right. Um, you know, speaking totally openly, I, I was married once and, um, you know, we had a lot of issues and we are no longer married. And we, the, uh, the biggest thing was I was not equipped to help her with the things that she was going through and she was not equipped to help me with the things that I'm going through. So sometimes that happens. Obviously it's a little bit sucks a little bit more when you're married to the person, but <laughs> the nice thing about friends is just move on to the next one. But, and, and not to say that the friend that wasn't equipped, isn't a good friend. They just, they just don't have it. Right. Like, right. They don't have <laughs> to make a flesh and blood reference here. They don't have the armor left to help with the break point. Just is what it is. What can you do? Move on to the next opponent, right? And and I think that that's so important, and and that you should feel comfortable reaching out. And it's it's a, it's a very vulnerable thing to do. And I think that most people appreciate vulnerability, whether they know how to deal with it or not. They appreciate it, and um, don't get mad at someone if they can't right? Because it's not their fault. You're going through your own thing. You need to, to find it as, as like, as yourself. And I, I think it's tough because it can be so easy to be like, not talk to anyone. Right. And, and, and just kind of live in that sorrow and that, that kind of depression. And I think, uh, a lot of people do that, but um, I think we're very blessed to be in this this community, flesh and blood community, which is still very small, as I said before, but it's also very tight knit. And um, I think that we raise each other up a lot more than you might realize on a, on a daily basis. And 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 there's a lot of great communities, whether it's, you know, instant speed discord. I think if anybody said anything in your discord, people would be first to you know, jump on the train to help raise someone up. And the same thing happens in the Buds Discord and uh, tons of other. Uh, maybe stay away from the Purple Discord. I don't know what goes on there, but it seems like the Wild West sometimes. But uh, that being said, no, the community is great and, and we're very lucky. And, uh, and I think when you're feeling those things, just remind yourself, right? You know, you're not alone, right? We're... we're if you're listening to Instant Speed Podcast, you are in this community, right? And that's a community. Community is everything, right? You might be at home in your small town or whatever and just feel like we're a city and feel like you have nobody around you. But guess what? Uh, the, the, the marvels of modern science and technology, you know, Flake is in Canada and I'm in New Jersey and we are chatting about this stuff on Discord right now. So the channels are there. Take advantage of them, whether it's work suck today or I feel like this is the worst day of my life. Right? It doesn't matter. Work sucks, and uh, and then also life sucks. So sometimes having other people validate that is all you need. I hear you. I hear you. And just so people know, it's not weakness to ask for help. Nobody gets style points for doing it alone. You don't get any extra 
you know, any extra respect or dap or any of that other nonsense by trying to get through things alone. Uh, that's one thing that I had to come to terms with was at a certain point, I just had to be like, you know what? I don't know, man. And I, and I don't want to find out, you know, as it was. So you, you look for other people. One thing I'd have done, uh, I, and it's, again, it's not the easiest thing and it's not the most quick thing, but I did, I have an appointment tomorrow morning with like a therapist and I made that appointment, not when I was feeling like shit. I made that appointment when I was feeling great because you don't know when you're feeling like shit, you don't want to go down that route and, and sort of admit to your own faults or whatever. So when I was feeling great, I went and started the process and that begins tomorrow. And it, and tomorrow, I don't know how I'm going to feel. I might feel great. And I'll be like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking to me about this morning. Like, feel great. Like, leave me alone. I want to go, you know, <laughs> I want to go <laughs> read a book by the lake or something like, but it's important to get ahead of those things for sure. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, all right. So that, uh, that basically does it for the, uh, the main show. Uh, we've got the go again segment. Will you stay, stay for that, Thomas? I think, Go well. All right. Well, uh, why don't you let the the rest of the people know? We're talking so much about community. Yours is amazing. So tell us where to get more of the of Thomas. Um, you all can continue to find me on Twitter at FreshBudsPod. I, I keep it light. I keep it fun. I like memes. I like posting about the podcast and any kind of shows and content I'm doing. Um, you know, you're not gonna you're not gonna see any in depth analysis going on on my my uh my twitter but it is a fun time over there but the podcast is fresh and buds you can find it on all streaming services and um youtube which uh you know we are fully visual on youtube now uh and we do the bud rush bellow on there 9 30 eastern on wednesdays with uh, mr viz aka gary um that is a, a live podcast it's very fun very light and and, and silly um, the buds discord is a great place to hang out. And, uh, we have a whole room that started out as a, uh, a, a whole channel called the, the tea room, which I think it's changed now. I think it's called it's giving tea I'm trying to, uh, you know, uh, get the Gen Z's in. uh, no, <laughs> I don't know what that <laughs> no. is. I, I know there's a whole like subreddit called like sips tea. I have no fucking clue what any of this means. Don't worry about it. Don't worry Perf- about it. I'm, I'm just not saying. worrying about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just nodding at the, yeah. the sounds like a but Carolina it, thing. So I'm just like, no, we're good. Yeah. Pass. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it started out as just like people talking about like reality TV. And then it is now just when somebody's having a rough day, they go and post in there and all the buds jump in and raise that person up. And I think it's really cool and something that's totally happened organically, which was was really awesome. Uh, so the Buds Discord is great. Check out the Patreon. That's like on my link tree and stuff too. Helps keep the uh, the things going over there. And uh, yeah, look out for some fun stuff this summer. I'm very excited. Beautiful. All right. I want to give uh, lots of uh, love to everybody who's helped out. And 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 uh, first off, today we're repping uh, Fam TCG cards. So cheers. Thanks for uh, hooking me up with this shirt. And I have been pumping iron to fill it out because all they had was a large and it's an American large. 
So when I'm done with this, I'm probably going to go cover the pool with it or something. <laughs> um, ultimately, though, thank you so much for this, as well as uh, Kayfabe Cards. Uh, go to kayfabecards.com for your singles and your sealed product to BCW Supplies. Use the code ISP10 at bcwsupplies.com. Get 10% off all of your order. Even uh, you could buy a boat there, uh, I've heard, or maybe. Uh, don't take my word for it. And finally, to our patrons, Thank you so much for just all the support and everything. And stay tuned for the Go Again segment, a Patreon exclusive. And again, I do want to reiterate, if you're having trouble, if you're, if you're feeling alone, if you're feeling sad, if, you, if you're just not feeling yourself, you don't have to be there alone. I know it's a difficult. I go through it. Tommy goes through it. We all go through it. Just make sure that you take care of yourself and it's not weakness, it's illness sometimes. So just make sure that you realize that. We'll see you next time. Don't forget you're not losing if you're learning. We'll catch you next time on ISP. Well, I work.